0: You learn something new every day. I am Joan Boyko, coordinator of communications and community outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are here each Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on 99.1 FM KGX and 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KWXY. We also invite you to download and subscribe to our podcast. It is really easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes, look for you learn something new, press subscribe. You will get a new show. Each week, this show, of course, is produced by my dynamic duo of student interns in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns for a little while longer here are our seniors, Jasmine Rivera and Myra Canzago, and they're going to be headed off to college soon, but boy, have they done an amazing job during less than amazing circumstances. Although, yes, they were amazing circumstances, but not in the positive way. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk a little bit about that. Today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome the theater director at Desert Hot Springs High School, Mr. Joe Hogan. How are you, Joe?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on here.
0: Well, thanks for being here, and uh, hopefully one of these days I will meet you in person, but we're still uh, doing things remotely as we record. I'm probably, by the time the show airs here on May 9th, we may be able to have some more personal contact, but in the meanwhile, we're doing like we usually do. I'm recording in advance because our interns have their hands full, and they will be leaving us soon and we have to have shows for the summer so mm-hmm. so i i always like to put that disclaimer out because some of the things i talk about i i talk about in the present tense and they may be a little bit different by the time the show airs so <laughs> especially nowadays right
1: absolutely absolutely
0: so how long have you been with the district
1: i started on uh august 5th <laughs> this is my okay. first year <laughs>
0: okay august 5th of 2020 uh you definitely have very interesting stories to tell because uh your life with palm springs unified has certainly been way different than uh, most of our teachers who have been with the district who were with the district prior to march 13th of 2020 when the S hit the fan, and we had to shut down. So um, we'll talk about that, too, a little later in the show. But uh, where did you come here from?
1: Um, I actually spent the last 15 years at a small project-based high school on the Cal Poly Pomona campus called um, International Polytechnic High School. It was run by uh, LACO, the Los Angeles County Office of Education.
0: Oh, wow. Interesting. So what made you decide to, to make the change and come to Palm Springs?
1: Well, I, I taught in Pomona at uh, iPoly for the last 15 years, but I've lived in Palm Springs for the last 10. So <laughs> the oh commute, yeah, the commute was a little bit much. When when we first moved out here, it was, you know, it was an hour and a half, which isn't wonderful. But uh, my husband and I at the time were living in West Hollywood. So it was a, about an hour and a half this the other direction with a lot more traffic so we figured you know this isn't so bad but uh, by the time I I left uh, it at the end of uh, last school year I, I was clocking in at you know two hours one way if if not more so it, it was just getting to be a little bit un, unwieldy
0: uh totally understood I <laughs> I mean there are a lot of people who commute a far distance but that far on a daily basis, that's a
1: lot. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a it was a little bit of a trek, but this is great because now I am uh, 20, 20 minutes away, and I've got to say, I absolutely, so far, everything I've seen about the district, I just absolutely love being here.
0: Well, if you liked it this year, wait <laughs> to, wait to see next year when you actually can be around some people. Yeah. It's kind of. Be- Great. Right. Yeah,
1: I've I've been on campus literally twice since the beginning of the school year, so uh, it has definitely been an interesting start. I I don't recommend <laughs> I don't recommend starting a new job in the middle of a pandemic.
0: Now, what did you did you um, were you involved in theater in, in uh, Poly? Yeah, I.
1: I actually was their sophomore English teacher. The way they work is they're very project-based. So the school, um, the students all work in teams and create semester long projects in addition to the regular coursework. So I taught all the sophomores. It's a very small school, 500 kids, but about two or three years in, I kind of forced drama upon them. <laughs> and so, even though I was technically just the English teacher, I made sure that the the drama program got started up there and actually when we when I first started teaching there, we were in um, twenty by forty f- foot uh, portable classrooms, and we actually did our very first show in one of those twenty by forty foot classrooms. We just converted it to a theater and and made it happen. <laughs>
0: Wow. So you left a legacy over
1: there. Yeah. I, I hope that it stays. I feel kind of bad because it was kind of a last minute, uh, you know, the, the position opened up and I, I took advantage and I was very excited to, to be able to teach theater full time, but, you know, I, I don't know with, with the pandemic, they have not yet been able to hire somebody to do theater. So I hope, I hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't close up. <laughs> I do hope that they are able to keep going.
0: Yeah. Well, All right. We're not going to focus on that because you have a new home and we are very happy to have you here. And I wanted to start by um, talking about why we've chose to have you on at this time, because you do have something coming up, hopefully maybe the end of the month. And it's a not yet titled production of a devised play. So I want you to to share with us, first of all, what is a devised play? And secondly, a little synopsis of what we can all look forward to.
1: Absolutely. Uh, A devised play is a play that the students create on their own, but unlike sometimes when you'd have them write their own play or, you know, you'd decide, make decisions by voting, devised plays require consensus. So, we basically throw all the ideas out onto the floor and people talk about them and then we start picking them back up one by one and we make sure that everybody is happy with the, um, the direction that we're going. There's never a majority rules. Everybody kind of has to agree that the direction we're going is the correct one.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I never heard
1: that. That's great. Yeah. It's very difficult because everybody has their own, you know, the egos and they want their own, you know, their own ideas to be heard. And I have to say, Joan, I've done this several times before. I have never had a group so good at consensus before. These kids are willing to just, that's a great idea. Yes. Let's add that too. And not in a way that becomes unwieldy or unreasonable, just in a, a way that they are really, really collaborating and coming up with something that I hope will be very fun.
0: And you know what, y'all—that's a—that's a fabulous skill for any students to be able to bring forward with them into college and into the work world because we all have to work together. And you know, I, I'm not—I did one of those. I don't know if you've ever heard of the DISC profile, where you know you. Kind of uh, take a look at you know the the parts of your personality and what it says about you. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to find it like eight years ago, and I just happened to find it in my desk and look at it again. And one of the things that is not really a positive attribute of me of, of myself is that I'm not particularly fond of working in groups, I would much prefer to just get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not, that's not really realistic. There's not many people who can actually live in a silo and just do things on their own. You have to play well with others. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and theater is a perfect example of that. There's so many different artists that have to go into a, a theater production that have to work together to put something like that on that it, it's a really important skill that I think theater is in kind of a unique place to uh, to teach that and to, to let the kids experience that.
0: That's great. So, okay, so what is this um, device play going to be about?
1: Well, so far, what what we have is the, the students, the, the first conversation we had was that we didn't want it to be about COVID because we feel like we've dealt with COVID for the last year and we don't want to show about COVID. But at the same time, we've dealt with COVID for the last year. And so it's almost like there's just no escaping it. And so right. that's a little bit of the themes that are kind of running through the, the play that they've outlined so far. So there's a a central character who has yet been unnamed, you know, yet to be named. And they are experiencing all of these different scenes that seem to be unrelated, but when you really look at them, they all have some sort of aspect of what life has been like in a pandemic. And so they're addressing COVID without specifically addressing COVID. So they're talking about kind of themes of isolation. They are talking about themes of, um, people looking out for each other's health by wearing masks. They're looking at all of these different themes that we've experienced without saying, Hey, we're going to do a play about COVID. And and so that's, that's what we're, we're trying to go for all the themes, all the scenes are a little bit different, a little bit quirky, Um, you know, not to spoil anything, but a little bit dreamlike. And, uh, and so I think it's going to be kind of a, a fun, interesting way for them to express what their experience has been over the last year without being literal about it.
0: You know, it sounds, it sounds like, like really interesting for the audience. It also seems like it must be a great project for the kids and being able to express themselves and their feelings and put it into their art. And um, I I think that that's fabulous.
1: Yeah, we we're, we're having um, a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah, and I know that you know in just in the in the television shows, you know, especially the medical shows this season, um, it's been really interesting in some ways, and in other ways, it's been like okay, I've been living this every day. I don't want to see exactly because it's too much so shows that and and i'm not going to get into specifics but the shows that i found that have resonated the most with me are more like what you're describing it's you know like more of the aftermath and like you know what people have been through that others can relate to but not you know watching people dying and and being on ventilators and all that stuff, because it's like, we need to move past that. Now. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I'm really looking forward to this and I know you don't have yeah. a link yet, but, uh, but tell us like, how will we be able to access? Uh, it you can, when it's-
1: well, we're hoping that it's going to go up on YouTube and the probably the best way to find it is to follow our, um, our Instagram, which I, I need to look up because it's not yet ingrained into my head, but I, I know if you, if you type in uh, DHSHS theater, it should come up on there and uh, yeah. So it, it, we're, we're trying to communicate our, as much as we can that way and, and make sure that people know what we're doing. We're also releasing, um, we're, we're planning on, on releasing a bunch of senior written, Um, or advanced theater-written pieces on YouTube and hopefully on other social media as well. We're trying to mix and match because I think people are getting tired of just sitting and watching Zoom boxes on YouTube. (laughs) We're we're trying to find ways to not just be Zoom boxes on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Well, so as we um, are, again, doing this a little in advance, we do have plans in place that I think are going to stick. Uh, to bring back our high school students, those that want to come back because it is for a short period of time. But um, we are planning on beginning that with the seniors on April 26th and then sophomores and juniors on uh, May 3rd and then freshmen on May 10th. So will you, do you think, that you might be able to actually perform together socially
1: distanced? And- it, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to do that simply because it's a very small cast. It's about 10 kids and a good majority of them are actually not coming back and choosing to stay and finish the year online. So that we we think is probably not going to actually happen, but we are. Oh,
0: well, I was- so I wasn't really talking about this production. I was talking about, like you mentioned, about some of the dance theater uh, students uh, doing some of their work. Like, will they be able to actually do that on your stage? Um, if if they can
1: figure out a way to, to make it work. Because like I said, I think a lot of the theater students that I have in general, both in class and in the show, um, are, are choosing to finish the year out online. Uh, I think it's going to be a very small percentage of the kids that return um, theater wise, but we are going to look at once everybody's back who we have and see if we can use that to our advantage and maybe do at least one or two of the scenes, um, from the stage because you guys have, well, we have a beautiful stage. It's not you guys anymore. It's yes. we. we have a beautiful stage and it is uh, a shame that it's not been, um, been able to be utilized in the last year. When, when I, I first got hired, the students talked to me about how they weren't able to put on their production of Footloose last year and it was just devastating and so (laughs) the quicker we can get them on the better.
0: Yeah if you're just joining us you're listening to Learn Something New Every Day on KGX and KWXY and my guest is our theater director at Desert Hot Springs High School Joe Hogan who hopefully uh, when we have you on next year to talk about in-person theater, because I'm very confident that that's where we're going. Uh, you, you can bring a couple of kids with you, and uh, we can meet in person. And I'm really looking forward to oh, that. would be awesome. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. You said you spent 15 years teaching over in Pomona at International Polytechn- Polytechnical mm-hmm. High School. Is that mm-hmm. the name? Um, you sound very young. But
1: <laughs> Not as young as I sound, no.
0: No, I'm a senior person and also uh I've been with the district for twenty one years and I had a newspaper career before that, so that tells you how mm-hmm. old I am. So everybody everybody sounds young to me anyhow. But <laughs> I am looking forward to meeting you in person. So talk to me about um spending your entire first year with the district and trying to teach theater in a virtual environment, like just reflect on it. What what was the biggest, what are some of the biggest challenges you faced and what were some of your aha moments like? This is pretty cool. The
1: biggest challenge I, I think for a lot of teachers is not seeing your students. Uh, it's, it's hard to do a pantomime unit <laughs> when nobody turns on their cameras. <laughs> uh, so that, I mean, that's the biggest thing. And then I, you know, as, as we ended last school year, I of course had the, the teachers and students that I had been around for so many years at my last school. And you kind of have that connection, you know, who they are, you know, how they think, how they work and, and coming into a new program, um, uh, especially when there was a, a previous teacher that was very loved. I know Mr. Landman was was very popular with the students. Uh, it, it's hard because they don't know me, I don't know them. They're, they're still getting used to the idea of having a completely new theater teacher. And so I think really a big part of this year has had to be building trust and and getting them to kind of accept me into the fold. So that's that's been the biggest challenge. And and not having a lot of contact with other teachers to ask those questions, to kind of have to look up the emails and say, Hi, I'm I'm new, help. Uh that that's been a little bit of a challenge too. But one of the things that I think is kind of interesting is I, I do something in my theater classes called The Empathy Project. And the idea is is in order to really embrace a character on stage, you kind of have to be able to get into their shoes. And by building up empathy in yourself, you can better relate to that character. And so one of the things we do is we ask each other questions and we really kind of just talk and get to know each other. And we did this, I started doing this in the third and fourth quarters. And in my third quarter class, I had one student who said, you know, I am a big guy. I'm kind of imposing looking. And often people think I am angry just because I have, I have that resting face. And he says, I don't think people would have given me the chance they gave me in here if we had been in person. Because they, wouldn't, they would have made assumptions about me going into the class. And wow. I, thought, I thought that was a really, he was a sophomore. I thought that was a very uh, mature th- observation. And I think it's one of the things that all of us kind of had that aha moment of, yeah, we got to learn about each other in a much different way than we ever get to learn about each other in school. We get to do it through people's comments and how they interact and not based on looks whatsoever.
0: You know, that's, uh, that's fascinating. And it's kind of like the voice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that concept of, you know, they, they're basing their judgment, you know, at least the initial on this, what they're hearing and they have no idea what the person looks like. And it does make, you know, we all have our unconscious mm-hmm. biases. I, I, you know, I, I think there are very few people really um you know relatively speaking who are um judging people by the way they look or so they think but unconsciously i think we all do it and that is really interesting yeah i thought
1: it was it was really great insight and you know i as as the Third quarter ended, and as we're getting through fourth quarter, I, I am glad that I'm starting to feel that same connection with these students that I have with previous classes. You know, it's very hard and you worry that without being face to face, you're not gonna you're not gonna make those connections. But I think everybody has been craving those connections. And so we we found a way to to get to know each other and we've found a way to to build up those those communities and that trust.
0: Oh wow. That's really great. So do you have any plans yet for um, next school year? Uh, well, <laughs>
1: I, I, I'm worried about spending a lot of money on a published play to produce uh, when we still don't know what the audience restrictions are going to be like. So I'm looking at trying to find something that's uh, free domain. I may try and do Shakespeare. I know that doesn't always go over well with the students, but I, I do have a love for Shakespeare and hopefully I can present it in a way that will get them excited about it. So we're probably going to do something like that, something that at least is in the the free domain area for first semester. Second semester, we usually do a musical. We couldn't do one this year just for obvious reasons. And I have some ideas of what I would like to do, but I don't want to announce them yet because I don't want to get people's hopes up.
0: All right. Um- Speaking of Shakespeare, were any of your students involved in the, in the festival at the they end of March? They weren't,
1: and I feel bad because I, I I had to hit the ground running and learn all this stuff as to what, you know, normally happens in the school year, what festivals there are, what what different competitions people go to, and the, the transition was not necessarily as smooth as I would have loved. So now that I kind of know what to expect, I can better prep the kids for next year. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of Shakespeare. I, I think it's very fun to teach. I think it's something that the kids can really get into if they're introduced to it in the right way. So, I'm looking forward to getting somebody into the competition next year.
0: I think we should just go ahead and blame Ray. <laughs>
1: oh no, he's been he's been absolutely wonderful. He is like honest, honestly, our. I I am so impressed by by everybody in the Palm Springs Unified School District because I came from a school where you know we were we were run by Laco and Laco's great but other than us and the performing arts school on the Cal State LA campus they're in charge of the Central Juvenile Halls they're they're in charge of the special day camps and so we didn't fit in with any of those other programs. And so there was not a feeling of community with other schools where from day one, I've just been so impressed that everybody talks to each other, that there's this real district identity, which I think is very new and very exciting for me. I was
0: um, I was kidding about Ray, because i I've known him for a really long time, and I tease him all the time about something. So you can go ahead and tell him oh, I said definitely. it. He'll laugh and he'll <laughs> say. It. But um, it, it's really true, Joe. Um, I coming from the newspaper business, which is my background. I I had to get my feeling of gratitude, appreciation, uh, belonging from mm-hmm. my readers. Because the people I worked with were like, oh, it's, I don't care that you wrote eight stories yesterday. What'd mm-hmm. you do today? You know, and that's kind of, and I, I always felt like, well, I don't really care about that. It doesn't really matter. And I came here uh, as it's 21 years ago. And from the day I walked in the door, I just felt like I was part of a 2000 member family. I swear to you. I mean, I just, I think a lot of it's education Mm -hmm. in general, but there's something special about the Palm Springs Unified family. I just, um, I still feel it. And in some days and especially through this COVID-19 mess, I feel it a lot. I mean, everybody truly cares about each other and, is appreciative and says thank you. And um, and it's, I know that the theater, um, the theater directors from the high schools have always been very collaborative and not really, I'm sure there's a little bit, but there's not a huge spirit of competition. It's more of collaboration. And I know that it's been even more so this year. So um, that's great. And I'm glad that that they brought you into the fold and at least you didn't have to be totally isolated. If not, um, of course, physically you have been, but at least you haven't had to be um, isolated. Yeah, no, it's been a great
1: experience to be able to make those connections. It really has. All
0: right. Well, before we um, run out of time, I want to remind everybody that we have a yet... A not yet titled production, a devised play by the theater students at Desert Hot Springs High School, and that will be um, premiering probably. Yeah, the we're end hoping of to H. get it
1: up by the fifteenth, but we're we're leaving our options open. It will definitely go up before the school year ends, but we're we're shooting for the fifteenth.
0: And, and regardless, it won't be a one shot thing. It's going to stay up exactly. for at least a while. So. And, and again, you know, you, you always try to find silver linings and that's one of them. You know, yes, um, it's true that we haven't had the, the physical connection with people and have to do things virtually. But in terms of exposure for the kids, it's a heck of a lot easier for grandma in living in New York or Florida or something to get to see their kiddo in a... Pre- Uh, their grandchild in a production because flying cross country to do that is pretty uh, you know that's pretty challenging so yeah so that's so that's been I think something you know that we can look at as sometimes things make sense I'm not saying theater is (laughs) one of them but you know A lot of the awards recognitions that you know were put online. I mean, the kids got to you know, and especially when they had a live premiere, right? There was a chat, and grandma from across the country got to chat and say, "I see you and congratulations and I love you." And I so that that makes you feel good, you know. So one of the one of the silver linings. I'm not advocating that this (laughs) ever happens. No, please not. so happy to have our kids beginning to come back to school. I understand the the kids and the parents who are not ready for that, but get ready for the twenty one twenty two school year it's going to be great and Joe, thank you for joining us in a time when I'm sure you will like what the heck am i doing i'm i' glad we're glad to have you as part of our family i look forward to um seeing the play when it is posted so keep me posted so i can let absolutely thank you so much joan absolutely and our show airs each week right here on kwxy kgx every sunday morning our podcast is uploaded each week please subscribe by going to itunes look for you learn something new press subscribe Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Jasmine and Myra. Myra, Ugh, Myrin, Myra. And thanks again, Joe. And we'll see you next week.